Hello, friends, and welcome. I had good news this last week. My German residency visa was extended by three whole years. Yippee! That's the longest I've ever gotten at one stretch. I think it's the longest extension that they will grant to poor people like me. <laughs> uh, speaking of poor, no new Patreon supporters this week, unfortunately, but you are always invited to become a supporter. And there will be more Patreon-specific activity this coming season. If you want to be a supporter, please go to patreon.com slash countermelody, and you too can join the faithful group of supporters that I currently have. You can pledge anywhere from $2 a month on up or $25 a year on up, and you will gain access to all of the bonus material that I've posted. Blah, blah, blah. You know the routine. Please consider doing it, okay? And now, this uh, very interesting bridge episode between seasons three and four of the podcast. Welcome to Counter Melody, the podcast on great singers and great singing. As always, I am your host, Daniel Gundlach. No preaching here, no lecturing, well, maybe just a tiny bit of each, but the primary spotlight will always be on the singers that enrich and enhance our lives, no matter what is going on in the world around us. Thanks for joining me. And now, this week's episode. Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's teaser for the upcoming fourth season of Counter Melody. That is the very last time that you will hear the theme music that you just heard, but I have an equally delicious, compelling, beguiling selection by Claudia Muzio to lead off the new season as well, which you can hear when you tune in next week for that episode. Today, I'm just going to provide little musical bocconcini of all of the goodies that are coming up in season four. Let's lead off with a live excerpt from one of my very favorite singers of all time, the lyric soprano Judith Raskin, an exquisite singer, a mainstay of the Metropolitan Opera in the 1960s, and a pristine recitalist. We're going to hear her today in a live performance of the early Gustav Mahler song Frühlingsmorgen. I don't know the exact details of this performance. It came off of a rare private issue of live Judith Raskin performances. The pianist here is Fritz Yahoda, and the performance, as far as I can determine, is from the mid-1960s. <laughs> Thank you. 
Last week, it was my thrill to do the very first of what I hope will be an extended series on the so-called Nyko Divas. I have been aided in this endeavor by a beloved listener who has been gifting me with incredible and incredibly rare recordings of live performances that were recorded by an unknown pirate in the late 60s and early 70s. I just received another one of these in the mail the other day. This is a live performance of La Boheme from February 1970, in which two of the upcoming Nyko divas are featured. First, as Mimi, we hear Hilda Cruz Romo, and as Musetta, we hear Carol Neblet, both of whom we also heard last week. I'm going to play a chunk from Act Two. I wanted you to get a chance to hear some of Cruz Romo's Mimi as well, so I'm starting a little before Musetta's Quando Menvo. This, according to the notes that I received, was Cruz Romo's first New York Mimi. The other singers heard are Enrico Di Giuseppe as Rodolfo, Abe Polokoff in his City Opera debut as Marcello, William Ledbetter as Schonard, Michael Devlin as Colline, and Jack Bittner as Alcindoro. Julius Rudel is the seasoned conductor, although his tempo for Quando Benvo is much slower than Puccini notated. Regardless, here it is. <laughs> Thank you. 
Another singer I am madly passionate about, and I think I've demonstrated that passion over and over, is Eleanor Stieber. And I am also going to be doing an additional Stieber episode in just a few weeks, because I have been collecting some of the rarest Stieber records, and I can't wait to share them with you. Just as a little soupçon of what is coming up, here is Eleanor Stieber in a delicious performance of the Alleluia from the Bach cantata Jauchzet Gott in Allenlanden. This is a recording from 1962. It was released on Eleanor Stieber's private label, and it features Igor Kipnis leading an ensemble which includes the trumpeter Ronald Anderson.
series that I have been planning and thinking about really ever since I started the podcast is one that will feature singers of utmost greatness and importance who, in many cases, I had never even heard of before. So I decided to call the series Great Singers We've Never Heard Of. Now, Some of you, of course, are even bigger vocal aficionados than I am, so I think it would take a lot to stump some of you. But here's one that those of us who know this name tremble in awe at the very mention of it. This is Gertrude Grob-Prandl, who some consider to have been the great Wagnerian soprano of the 1960s. And if you haven't heard of her, there's a reason. She made very few commercial recordings, and her reputation rests primarily on the radio and live recordings that we do have. And I'm going to play you a portion of one of my favorite arias. I have weird taste. From Meyerbeer's Robert le Diable, or as it's known here, Robert der Teufel. Ach, Robert, mein Geliebter, which is known in the original French as Robert, toi que j'aime. I don't know the exact provenance of this recording. I'm assuming it's from the late 50s or early 1960s. The orchestra is conducted by Meinhardt von Zahlinger. Oh, 
Another of those great singers who are much less celebrated than they should be is the German tenor Ernst Kotzup. For those who have heard of him, it could be for the negative reason that he was originally signed to sing Siegfried in the Schulte Ring and was let go. It appears that he was suffering from a physical condition that affected his ability to both learn and perform Siegfried's music adequately. And Kotzup sadly died just a few years later, quite prematurely, in 1971. A few years earlier, however, in 1964, he recorded a pair of recital discs for Philips Records. Some of the repertoire was German, but even that which was not German repertoire was sung in German translation, as was very much the order of the day. This is his hair-raising performance of Orson Semesi from La Fanciulla del West, or, as it's called here, Nun sind es sechs Monate from Das Mädchen aus dem Goldenen Westen. I'm going to do a further examination of German tenors in particular that are not well remembered. And one of those, and certainly one of the most interesting in my assessment, is the Polish-Swiss tenor Max Lichtek, L-I-C-H-T-E-G-G, who lived from 1910 to 1992. Like Kotzup, he did sing a fair amount of Wagner, but then so did people like Julius Patzak, tenors that we would find to be rather light-voiced for these parts. But he also was a superb recitalist, and a few years ago, my beloved teacher, Joan Kaplan, gave me a bunch of her LPs, including one by Max Lichtek of Beethoven and Schumann Lieder. 
The final song on this little 10-inch disc is an excerpt from Schumann's Liederalbum für die Jugend, a companion to those piano pieces that he also published for children. This is the song vom Schlaraffenland, which is a sort of German evocation of the Big Rock Candy Mountain or something, where milk and honey flow in streams, figs and pineapples grow on trees for the plucking, but alas, it is, in the end, unattainable. This recording, as far as I could determine, was from either the late 40s or the early 1950s. It appeared on London Records, and the pianist is Hans Willi Häuslein. Kommt, wir wollen uns begeben, jetzt so in Schlaraffenland. Seht, da ist ein lustig Leben und das Dauern unbekannt. Seht, da lässt sich's billig leben und umsonst recht lustig sein. Milch und Honig fließt in Bächen, aus den Felsen quillt ihr Wein, aus den Felsen quillt ihr Wein. Und die Straßen aller Orten, jeder Weg und jede Bahn sind gebaut aus Zuckertorten und Bonbons und Marzipan. Und von Bretzeln sind die Brücken aufgeführt, gar hübsch und fein. Oh, wie ist es zum Entzücken? Ei, wer möchte dort nicht sein? Ei, wer möchte dort nicht sein? Ja, das mag ein schönes Leben und ein herrlich Ländchen sein. Mancher hat sich hinbegeben, aber keiner kam hinein. Ja, und habt ihr keine Flügel, nie gelangt ihr bis ans Tor. Denn es liegt ein breiter Hügel, ganz von Pflaumenmus davor, ganz von Pflaumenmus davor. As many of you know, I am a highly opinionated aficionado of singing. There are some singers that I simply don't get and occasionally cannot abide, and I don't make cracks about people that I don't like unless it's an occasional jab against someone whose initials might be DFD. There is a singer that many, many people revere, and my first exposure to her was in the mid-1970s when she was at the height of some very disastrous vocal problems. So I've never really been able to wrap my head around her. I'm talking, of course, of Anamofo, who many people love and revere as a matchless lyric coloratura soprano. I have never been able to get past the Thais recording, the great heroines from French opera recital album. But I have decided that it's time for me to do a reassessment of Anamofo's contribution. I've been doing so already, and I have to say I've made some magnificent discoveries, including a leader recital that she made with the pianist Gerald Moore in the early 1970s. I am so moved by her singing because I can hear, and probably you can too, that all is not well, technically speaking, 
for Ms. Moffo at this date. Yet, what an extraordinary effort she makes, nonetheless, to convey the meaning and the beauty of words and music, in spite of the fact that she's fighting a valiant battle against her voice. On this disc of German leader, Anna Moffo sings Schubert, Schumann, Brahms, and Richard Strauss. From that collection, I'm going to offer you the Brahms song Lerchen Gesang, in which the poet has a moment when he hears the song of the lark at twilight. Another important series that I'm planning, listen to me, describing my work as important. That's not for me to judge. Another series that I'm planning for season four of Counter Melody is an examination of Eastern European singers of the 60s and 70s whose careers took place primarily and often exclusively behind the Iron Curtain. There is a wealth of vocal beauty and interpretive insight to be found in these artists, some of whom are known to us and not all of whom were completely restricted in their ability to travel. One of my favorites among the many Polish singers that I've been listening to these days is the baritone Andrzej Hajolski, who's no doubt most famous in the West for his performances of the music of Krzysztof Penderecki. 
including the creation of the role of Father Grandier in Penderecki's Die Teufel von Loudin. But Hayolski was a multifaceted interpreter, and he sang almost until the day that he died. I'm going to play an example of him in a live concert from Krakow in 1998. That's interesting to me for many reasons. For starters, it's of the Hugo Wolf song, Das Verlassene Mägdlein, which is a setting of Eduard Mörike, which describes a servant girl who has been abandoned by her lover. And the poem is in the first person. It's not typical to encounter male singers singing this song, or this type of song, songs which are sometimes referred to as women's songs. It's a beautifully touching performance, and as I mentioned, it was recorded live in Krakow, in 1998, when Hayolski was 75 years old. And this allows me to mention that I will also be doing an episode on great singers in old age. There are so many beautiful documents of singers in their 60s, 70s, and sometimes even beyond, still singing with such expression and sometimes even remarkable vocal firmness and technique. That is certainly the case here. Here is Das Verlassene Mägdlein, and the pianist is Helena Kristenko.
oh my god, here is another singer who's perhaps most famous for making his debut at the Metropolitan Opera in the role of Emperor Altum in Turandot at the age of 84. This is the Swiss tenor Hugues Crinot, who is going to get his very own episode. I featured him on the Swiss Mrs. and Misters episode. I featured him on the Bernac Poulenc episode. I'm fascinated by his artistry. I'm intrigued by his voice, or lack thereof. <laughs> as he always himself confessed. How could I lose my voice? I never had one to begin with. Here he is at the, for him, young age of almost 74, singing that beautiful Heinrich Isaac song, Innsbruck, Ich muss dich lassen. This was a recording from Radio France from May 1976 with Joel Cohen on lute. There may be precious little voice there, but the artistry is enormous. like dipping my toe into pop music from time to time on Counter Melody, and there is a figure, a composer, who quite fascinates me. I featured him a couple times, and I'm going to do a full episode on his music. That is Alec Wilder, who lived from 1907 to 1980. My long-term listeners will remember performances that I featured of a number of his songs, including the ineffably beautiful Did You Ever Cross Over to Sneedon's, as well as 
on my Cabaret Risqué episode, The Naughty If You See K. Don't make me spell it out for you. <laughs> Next week, I'm doing an episode on Mabel Mercer, who was a great interpreter of his songs. I have here a very rare 1955 LP of songs by Alec Wilder, performed by the Broadway alto Shannon Bolin, who I featured on one of my Forgotten Broadway episodes this past summer. She's best remembered for her interpretation on stage and screen of Meg Boyd, the wronged wife, in Adler and Ross's Damn Yankees. Here she is singing a song of such enormous pathos that it seems a fitting answer to the Heinrich Isaac Innsbruck Ich muss dich lassen. This is to a text by Arnold Sondgaard, Alec Wilder's song, Cedars Are Growing. Shannon Bolin is accompanied on the piano here by her husband, the conductor and arranger, Milton Kay. Cedars are growing on Douglas Mountain. Cedars are growing so high. Cedars are growing on Douglas Mountain. Joining the earth to the sky Joining the earth to the sky Trimming the wicks on Douglas Mountain Shining my chimney so bright Trimming the wicks on Douglas Mountain So God can bring the night so God can bring the night sun's going down on Douglas Mountain night is so long and so cold sun's going down on Douglas Mountain and I am feeling old And I am feeling old Sun's going down on Douglas Mountain And I am feeling As I was thinking this summer about genres that are not sufficiently known or examined, I began thinking about the so-called orchestra leader, orchestrated songs for solo voice. Of course, there are a handful of these which are brought out over and over again, and rightfully so. Ravel's Scheherazade, Berlioz's Les Nuits d'été, Wagner's Wesendonck Lieder, and I know he didn't actually orchestrate most of them, or Richard Strauss's Brentano Lieder, or even more so, the Fialetzte Lieder. But there are so, so, so many more. And I'm going to do, I propose, a series on orchestral songs. And one of the most unusual of these that I have discovered over the course of the summer is a pair of songs which were the final ones set by the Austrian composer Franz Schreker. 
These were set to German translations of the poetry of Walt Whitman. They're collected under the title Von Ewigen Leben, On Eternal Life. They were originally written for piano and voice and subsequently orchestrated. And the singer who is featured in this somewhat mysterious 1965 recording conducted by Hermann Scherchen, one of the great German conductors, and dare I say, insufficiently remembered German conductors. The soprano we're hearing today is Helen Donath, the Texas-born lyric soprano who has spent her entire career, more or less, based in Germany. This recording is from the very early years of that career, and I am thrilled to announce that I will be doing a full episode on the glorious Helen Donath in the coming season. Here's just a little Vorspeise of that from the second of the two Whitman settings, a section which begins with the words Was glaubst du ist aus den alten und jungen Männern geworden? What do you think happened to the old and the young men? Schreker is celebrated these days as an operatic master, and certainly also in Europe, especially in the 1920s, he was more popular than Richard Strauss. 
But because of the Nazis, his work was deemed Antarctica, and for many years his contribution was not just unrecognized, but virtually unknown. That has changed in recent years, and yet I don't think too many people are aware of many of his operas. So I had this idea, actually, because I do love 20th century opera. Just last week, we heard an extraordinary assortment of American, of U.S. American operas composed in that time and performed and often premiered at New York City Opera. But there is a wide range of very obscure and yet enormously beautiful mid-20th century operas, including one that I think must be certainly one of the most obscure. It's by the Romanian composer Doru Popovic, and it is a one-act opera based on Federico Garcia Lorca's play Mariana Pineda, translated into Romanian by Edgar Papo. This work was recorded on the Romanian Electrochord label in 1966, and we're going to hear a portion from the final aria of the piece sung by that magnificent soprano that I've played for you now as part of my Barely Sang at the Met series, the fascinating Marina Krilovic. She sings the title role. This is just a brief excerpt from the finale of Mariana Pineda by Doro Popovic.
another composer who wrote what I'm simply going to out and out call an operatic masterpiece is the French composer Daniel Lezure. His full name was Jean-Yves Daniel Lezure. He was often grouped with Messiaen and André Jolivet as one of a group of composers called La Jeune France. In 1968, a work of his called Andrea del Sarto, libretto by Daniel Lezure himself from a play by Alfred de Musset, premiered at the Paris Opera. And it starred Gabriel Baquier, who was featured a few months back on a counter-melody episode, just as a foretaste of this magnificent opera, Andrea del Sarto. I'm going to play you a portion of Act One, Scene Two, with Gabriel Baquier and the enormously effective French soprano, André Esposito, as his wife, Lucrèce. This is a highly dramatic dialogue between the painter and his adulterous wife as she awaits the arrival of her lover, who is also his former protégé, that French figurehead Manuel Rosenthal conducts the French Radio Orchestra.
dites-moi, Lucrèce, cette maison vous plaît-elle La ville vous paraît-elle agréable cette année Que ferons-nous Êtes-vous invités Vos nouvelles parures vous vont-elles bien Talk about cliffhangers. You're simply going to have to tune in to that episode on mid-20th century opera to find out what happens next. I mentioned André Jolivet a few minutes ago. His compositional output included a good deal of vocal orchestral music, including two vocal song cycles, one very early, one very late. The earlier of those cycles, the poem Intime, set to poems by Louis Emilie, was premiered in 1944 by Pierre Bernac. It was originally written for voice and piano and was later orchestrated. And leave it to me, if there's a recording of Gérard Souzet singing something, I'm going to find it. And I'm going to feature it. And I'm going to play the last one for you, Pour te parler, to speak to you. This recording was made on the 30th of May, 1947, with Gérard Souzet and André Girard leading his chamber orchestra. To speak to you and to tell you the words I want to say to you, I can only find silence or uncompleted gestures. I can only find words that are so remote from my love that I do not utter them for fear of possibly misleading you. To speak to you and to tell you the words I want to say to you, I can find only silence or uncompleted gestures. Then there is a beautiful vocalise on the syllable ah, followed by this final quatrain. I love you and know very well that there is no longer any secret in this heart which has only and can only have the shape of yours. Pour te parler et pour te dire les mots que je voudrais te dire, je ne trouve que le silence ou des gestes inachevés. Je ne trouve que des paroles si éloignées de mon amour que je ne les prononce pas de peur de pouvoir te tromper pour te parler et pour te dire les mots que je voudrais te dire. Je ne trouve que le silence ou des gestes inachevés. Ah, 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 ah,
singers out there that I am so honored to call friends, and I will be featuring them on their own episodes at some point in the course of season four of Counter Melody. The first of these is Kurt Ullmann, my fellow Wisconsinite. We've known each other for a very long time, and he was really one of the most divine baritone voices of the 80s and 90s. What a versatile singer as well. And, I might add, also a student of Gérard Soucy. One project that he took on with great vigor alongside the pianist Mary Dibbern was recording the songs of the composer Jacques Le Guerny, a composer whom both Bernac and Suzet championed, and yet who had, by the time these two took on the project to record his songs, was, again, this comes up all the time, less well-remembered than he should have been. There are two beautiful recordings that they made of his songs. I'm going to play for you the setting by Pierre de Ronsard of A Cupidon to Cupid. Day pushes night, and dark night pushes gleaming day with dark shades. Autumn follows summer, and the winds no longer rage after the storm, but the love fever that torments me burns in me forever unabated. I'm not the one you should have aimed at, little god. Your arrow should have had another target. Go after the lazy ones and amuse them, not me or those who love the muse. Oh, oh, oh. 
Another singer that I have admired for decades and who it was finally my pleasure to meet in person is the glorious, the sublime Roberta Alexander. She has left an extensive recorded legacy and, let us not forget, she's still out there doing it and doing it as sublimely as she ever has. What an extraordinary singer. What an exceptional artist. I'm going to play for you right now a brief song by Villalobos called Velairos, Veils. This was recorded in 1994 by Roberta Alexander and the pianist Alfred Heller. I have another beloved friend who is planning on coming on the podcast with me to talk about Spanish song. It is a rich and not very well-mined category of song literature, and she has devoted herself to the interpretation, performance, collection, all of these aspects of Spanish song. To also highlight my interest in commemorating African-American singers of the past, I have found an early recording by the great Martina Arroyo of a song by Joaquin Nin called Asturiana. This was from a small label German issue in the year 1961, and it's called Ein Liederabend mit Martina Arroyo. Thank you. 
French music, I think it's clear. And yet, sometimes I feel like I'm not spending enough time with these singers. French baritones, in particular, are just frickin' extraordinary. I mean, I featured Baquet. There are so many. Ernest Blanc, although I think he was Belgian. Michel Dance, and perhaps the most sumptuously voiced of all, Robert Massard. He's probably most famous for singing Escamillo on the Calas Carmen recording of 1964. But his voice is one of the truly great ones. He has an enormously vast repertoire specializing, lucky for us, in French literature, including French operetta. And may I tell you that on August 15th, he just turned 97 years old. So, as a belated birthday tribute to him, and as a very special gift to all of my listeners, may I present to you Robert Massard in an excerpt by André Messager from his final operetta, Coup de Roulis. Here is the romance Pardonnez un moment des mois. This was from a 1960 collection of French operetta featuring the greatest singers of that period with an orchestra led by the pianist and conductor Jean Laforge. Pardonnez un moment des mois Une minute de folie Je vous sentais tout près de moi Et si jolie Mes yeux contemplaient Tant d'attrait, tant de beauté Tant de merveilles Et puis ma bouche était Si près de votre oreille Que voulez-vous J'étais grisé Excusez-moi d'avoir osé vous voler ce petit baiser. Ce n'est pas la première fois l'amour a toutes les audaces que malgré vous et malgré moi je vous embrasse. C'est mal, je n'avais pas le droit Mais tout autre que moi En est fait autant à ma place Je voulais cacher Mais je dois aujourd'hui Vous le dire en face Si mon amour Je Embrace. 
première fois. While we're on the subject of French music, who, I ask you, is more French than the great Denis Duval, for whom Francis Poulenc wrote heroines in all three of his operas. She was a modest, voiced singer of enormous elan and cultivation. She and Poulenc were dear friends, very close colleagues, and I'm going to do a full episode on Denise Duval because she fascinates me. What more reason do I need? And I hope to be able to convey that fascination to you as well. One of the things that is not so well known about Duval is that she sang a great deal of operetta, including the work of Franz Lehár translated into French. She recorded both La Veuve Joyeuse, Die Lustige Witwe, as she's known in German-speaking countries, or The Merry Widow, as she's known elsewhere, and also the role of Lisa in Le Pays du Sourire, or Das Land des Lächelns, The Land of Smiles. As an anti-imperialist, this operetta gives me no end of anxiety and disquiet, but as a repository of some of Franz Lehár's greatest tunes, it also provides endless delight. This is Je veux revoir mon beau pays, or Ich möchte wieder einmal die Heimat sehen, in which Lisa expresses frustration with China that she has been visiting and a great desire to return to her homeland. And with my visa renewal, I too am now in a position where I can look with nostalgia back on my homeland, but yet not express any desire really to return there. I feel very lucky to be here in Germany, and that's all I have to say on the matter right now.
there is another theme that I am going to cover over the course of season four, and that is the African-American male singer as European emigre. We know a lot of opera singers that fit that bill, including Lawrence Winters, primary among them, and William Ray, whom I just featured a few weeks ago. But what about those black pop singers? I spoke of a pair of them about a year and a half ago, Owen Williams and Leslie Scott. But there are others. Not not all of these gentlemen settled in German-speaking Europe. I recently, almost accidentally, discovered a positively velvet-voiced singer who, while touring Europe with Lionel Hampton, chose Italy as the place he wanted to emigrate to. And that is Henry Wright, who had a number of big hits in his adopted homeland, including a refashioning of Franz Lehár's Serenade from Fraschita, which is better known in German as Hab ein blaues Himmelbett, but here is transformed into a 1962 style pop song, which, especially with this gorgeous voice singing it, just sends me into paroxysms of delight. Your love consumes me as a fire. When the moon is shining bright Through the darkness of the night Then I wait alone For love has flown And the music of the breeze As it wanders through the trees Whispers this refrain All love is vain When the silent shadows fall And the darkness covers all Distant echoes sigh Goodbye, goodbye And the message of the dawn as it steals across the line, falls on Dale and Dill. Farewell, my love, farewell. When the silent shadows fall, and the darkness covers all, distant echoes sigh. Goodbye, goodbye. And the message of the dawn As it steals across the lawn Falls on Dale and Dill Farewell, my love, farewell Another singer who I am going to pay tribute to on his very own episode is the great Sammy Davis Jr. When we celebrated Judy Garland's 100th birthday back in June, I did an episode commemorating her as one of the greatest pop singers of all time. And I present to you the proposal that her male counterpart is Sammy Davis Jr., who had the most extraordinary voice 
and the most prodigious talent. In the last year, I listened with interest to a podcast which covered Sammy Davis's life and career, but barely mentioned him as a singer. And so I am going to offer an episode as a sort of antidote to that, featuring only his exceptional performing both on records and live. As we prepare to end the episode today, I'm just going to play you from a 1972 recording of the song Love Is All Around, which I'm sure many of you, most of you, I hope, remember as the theme from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Did you know that there's a second verse? Well, give this a listen. You're about to hear it. You are most likely to succeed looks and charms and girl you know that is all you need all the men around adore you that sexy look that does wonders for you love is all around no need to waste it you can have the time why don't you take it you might just make it after Just make it after all Love is all around, no need to waste it You can have a town, why don't you take it You might just make it after all I do want to tell you, my dear listeners, that I love hearing from you, specifically from those who have requests or singers, or themes, or works that they would like me to explore on Counter Melody. I receive these suggestions with great interest and fervor, shall we say. And more than once, I have featured singers that have been specific requests of some of my most faithful listeners. In fact, the last singer that we are going to hear today, the Swedish tenor Nikolai Gedda, is someone who will be featured on an episode that was specifically requested by one of my most enthusiastic listeners. Gedda is a singer that I have too often undervalued, and I have been listening more to him, and I'm pleased to say that he has been rehabilitated in my mind. And I'm greatly looking forward to doing an episode on him as well. My friend and listener, Lewis, has told me that he finds this performance of Gedda singing a song by the Finnish composer Oscar Mericanto to be one that moves him so deeply. This is, oh dear, I'm going to slaughter it, Der Bjurkarna Süße, where the birches are rustling. This is a live recording that was done on Swedish television from probably the late 70s or early 80s. I look forward to bringing you season four of Counter Melody, and I see you off with Nikolai Geta singing this extraordinarily beautiful song. <laughs> 
Dear friends, keep the song in your hearts. I'm Daniel Gundlach, and I'll see you next week for the debut of season four. <laughs>